2: Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers To Me preview show. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here to look ahead to the weekend trip north to Hartlepool. To help me do that, we'll be joined by a Paul's fan in a little while. But first, Charles Cummins is here. How are you, Charles? Hello! I'm okay.
1: I I am um, reeling still from today's news. Uh, I was incredibly, (laughs) incredibly disappointed in it. I'm, I'm, I'm fuming, if I'm being honest. It's an absolute travesty. £160 for a Eurovision ticket. My outrageous. word. Absolutely outrageous.
2: Absolutely outrageous. Scandalous. Bloody hell. 160 quid. Is that what it is?
1: I think it's actually 165. <laughs> I got it wrong in my but never mind. Yeah, it's That's, that's in Liverpool, high. right? In Liverpool, yeah. Just around the corner from yeah. me. Yeah, I could have gone. I'm just going to turn up at the Echo, which is where it is. It's not called the Echo anymore. But I'm just going to stand outside and hope yeah. to catch a glimpse of Ryland or um <laughs> or graham norton graham norton or, yeah uh what was our guy sam, was it sam sam, sam rider I, yeah he'll be sam there sam rider I, yeah. i'd love to meet sam rider yeah. he he's so, Dude, he
2: uh, put him and matt farley
1: in a room together and you
2: have the happiest <laughs> room you've ever seen happiest uh, yeah exactly <laughs> uh david sneddon do you think it's going to be david sneddon
1: D- daddy you you come you've, on you've
2: just got to get, get over there. this
1: get this him obsession. in
2: there get him off <laughs> Get him but out. Did, Sneddon, Sneddon get him out. <laughs> he He's a prolific songwriter, Charles. You cannot yes, deny that. Okay. He right. should be there. Um, like we all should. Um obviously the real ridiculous news of the week, as a red card, um for the tickle on Jack Rolls at the weekend, um, appealed it, got it turned down, of course. Because why wouldn't they turn it down? Uh, brutality, I think they called it. At some, <laughs> yeah, or if it it's, did, been, yeah. it's been <laughs> <laughs> categorized as. Uh, I mean, the red card in itself was ridiculous. For the appeal to then be turned down, it may, I said before, if this gets turned down, there's no point in appealing anything ever again. Yeah. because it's it's so ridiculous and. F- Whatever. Library fines. I'm never going to appeal find, yeah. again. Never appeal. Uh, parking parking tickets. tickets. Why are you stealing yeah. books on library, Charles, in the first place? <laughs> um, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... Just, just over lending, Over-borrowing, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, but no. Um, one of the most ridiculous red cards I've ever seen at Sixfields and... The, for it to be turned down is absolutely ludicrous And um, you weren't
1: even just, there it was even worse in in the flesh
2: it was horrid well i i wasn't sure about that i wasn't sure whether it was in the flesh you kind of think oh did something happen that i didn't see if that makes sense like i don't you, sometimes you sat there thinking oh what, what happened there did something happen that i, I was it, it, dipping into my harry bows and didn't see it or something but um but yeah it was was it and uh, exactly the same as it looked on...
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because so. of the fact that, you know, we were all sort of, st- you know, still reeling from the what had happened moments earlier with Sam Hoskins going yeah. full-on full wrestling mode, yeah. throwing the guy red into, Sam. The, into the, the the advertising hoardings. And mm. uh, then all of a sudden that happened. And it was just like, but he's not... Touched. Like, we've literally just seen something that probably was a red card offence, Mm. Only get a yellow card, and now what we're seeing is somebody basically throw themselves down. It, it's almost like they were back in GCSE drama. Uh, remember this, Danny? Of course, you do. You loved a bit of dramatics when you were younger, you still do. Yeah, we still all know do this. Still do, yeah. Um, lead role in Greece, everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you know, when your, your drama teacher used to say, Right, um, for the next 10 minutes, we're doing improv. And we're going to start off with um, be a tree. Well, it was almost like somebody had <laughs> shouted to Jack Rolls, "Be a fish out of water on the yeah. floor, go!" And that's what he then that's looked ridiculous. like. Anyway, we talked about this the other day. The red card being, mm. uh, you know, the appeal not being upheld is ridiculous.
2: Absolutely st- stupid. Um, Absolutely I don't know stupid. what more we can say about it. Is but the only thing I will say is that it could lead to us sort of thinking of it as a us-against-the-world situation. Brady's come out and yeah. said something similar today. like the, every, Everyone's against us. We've got to put our backs up against the wall and go for it. And actually, that could work in our favour a little bit. It did on Saturday, for sure. That The fans got right up for it after that, didn't they? And we went on and went up with 10 men yeah. with um, Sourbiz Wonder Strike. So We need it to galvanise yeah, us. We that's, that's, really do. At this that's point. the only good thing that could come out of it, really. Isn't it? Um, so there we go. Uh, Ali Koiki out for the season as well. This week has been... Revealed, it just gets goes from bad to worse. It worse injury wise, especially fullbacks. It's is out. We think Ryan Haynes might be available for the weekend, which is not a bad backup, but you just have questions over his fitness. But to have Koiki out for for that length of time, I mean, when you say out for the season as well, it makes you think it is bad because then you think, are they thinking till the end of May? Like, <laughs> are we gonna if we get in the playoffs, are we gonna sneak him in back in again? But it must be him and Fox must be so bad that it, they're ruling them out for that for I, that as well.
1: I, you've I. I... <laughs> I see where you're going with that. But also, the season isn't really that long left. Like, it, Kieran Kieran Bowie's injury, for example, that happened November, end of November. And hopefully, he'll be back on the bench this weekend.
2: That's we told you he was, Charles Well, he did. It yeah, he better yeah. be. Um,
1: it didn't get told off by the club, by the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for, for revealing that on the podcast. <laughs> um, but... You know, if that happened now, then he'd be ruled out for the rest of the season. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because because mm. we're now coming into the business end, aren't we, of the season, as they like to say? Get your bingo yeah. cards out, everyone. Bingo cards cliche, out. Yeah, yeah. Cliche your clock. Um. Yeah, I I think that while they're not maybe while they are bad injuries, I don't think they're necessarily um you know awful like. Right? If that happened at the beginning of the season, you were told out for the rest of the season in September, mm. you'd be like, oh my God, that must be horrific. But yeah. this is a couple of months, hopefully. And I wonder whether the lessons have been learned from previous seasons where um, players have opted to play on to get the season finished, mm. but then haven't been able to start yeah. the following season Yeah. Until- <laughs> October. I get the
2: feeling there was a little bit of that with Joseph Mills last season. He like yeah. was trying to force it a little bit and it it was only a little bit of why he retired. But I think there was a little bit of that pushing it through. And But I mean, thankfully, we've got a bit of squad depth this season, That's especially at fullback. It's the one position where we've got we've got a decent amount of cover. But even now, we've been stretched a little bit and we'll see what happens at the weekend. Um, mm. Tuesday night, some games happened. They did. Um, games affecting both ends of the table. Um, but in terms of us, Bradford drew 0-0. Nil nil, get in that corner, sweep it into the corner, as we'd say on the basement tales. Indeed. Available at uh, for, uh, patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me to get more of that lovely content. Uh, they drew nil with Walsall. Stockport uh, 3 nil nil with Gillingham as well. So both of them stay below us. I was expecting at least Bradford, I think, to go above us yesterday, but a point for them, point for Stockport keeps them at arm's length, as they say.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was very happy with the results from Tuesday night in that respect because of mm. obviously us staying fourth and, and not being overtaken as we could have been. Um, but let's be honest, the real result that we're all really super happy with is uh, Sutton United 3, <laughs> yes. Crawley Town 0.
2: Get down. Just get down there. Get, get down, down, get down your crypto slugs. Get exactly. down to the conference. Go we won't away. get any arguments at all on that count on this podcast. So no. get, get down on. there, Crawley. Yes, we'll be yeah, anti-Crawley for the rest of the season Absolutely. Uh, come on Rochdale you can do it as well get above them just get them bottom of the league let's get them out get well hang out. on a
1: minute you've just you've just said that and, and we're a bit Scots <laughs> that's true our <laughs> <Ball fans. laughs>
2: that's very true very true I'll I'll keep going uh Gillingham Gillingham you can go as well there we go <laughs> nice nice save <laughs> yeah. should we go to some ads before we uh um, we'll come back and see if our Harleypool fans still here
0: At LuckyLandSlots.com, available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. by law. 18 plus. Terms and apply.
2: Welcome back. Let's bring in our guest now. If she's still here, um, this weekend is Hartley Paul's dedicated her game two fixture as they welcome the Cobblers to the Suit Direct Stadium. So, who better to chat with than to Paul's her, uh, her game two ambassador, Jill Simmons? How are you doing, Jill?
3: Hi. I'm uh, not too bad.
2: Good, good. Good, good. Glad you're still here after that. Just dreading the
3: snow. Yeah,
2: I was going to come on to that straight away, actually. We'll be be all British (laughs) from the off by saying, what's the weather like up there?
3: Well, considering it was an absolute sweat box back in August, the hottest (laughs) day ever at Sixfields, to the complete opposite end of the scale. Yeah, it's going to be fun.
2: (laughs) Is it looking in any doubt at all, do you think?
3: I think most of the snow is going to be tomorrow and Friday, so I'm just hoping that it doesn't, like, just suddenly freeze. So, fingers crossed. I mean, it snowed today and then it's cleared up, so two more days like that will be fine. Fingers crossed it doesn't freeze overnight on Friday.
2: Let's no, so hope not. Um, so, we mentioned earlier this is the Her, Her Game 2 dedicated fixture this week. You are the Her Game 2 ambassador. So, what's this week look like for you? What's the game going to look like for you? Has it been all a bit crazy in the build up to
3: it? It has just mainly organising together with the the guys at the club, just um, spotlight on the, the female staff and all of the women's team and all the female players in the town. So, we're going to have. A couple of laps of honour during the match and at half time. During, during the,
2: the match? Just <laughs>
3: distracting. totally wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. distracting, yeah. Just <laughs> in case you want to like take the ref into any red cards, you know. Um, <laughs> so we'll, uh, yeah, we're just going to put a spotlight on that, really. So we'll have female ball girls, um, obviously, uh, female mascots, we'll be flag bearers. We're going to have. Um, there's lots of bits and bobs going on. We've got a girl who's won a competition, she's gonna sit in the common uh, the announcers box and she's gonna uh, announce the teams before the game starts. Just lots of things like that. We've got um we've actually got our female mascot making an appearance, which she hasn't done for a long, long time. <laughs> we've dug her out of the box, so um hangers won't be there on Saturday, but uh, Victoria will. Um so it could be interesting. Um yeah, and I'm hoping to meet the lovely Heidi as well, the Northampton town ambassador. So she's coming up, fingers crossed, with the weather. So I'll get to meet her as well.
2: Nice. Good stuff. And what's, um, how did this come about? Is Because I noticed there's a few fixtures dedicated to Her Game 2 over this weekend. Is it something that comes from Her Game 2 that they pick a weekend to do it, to to go coincide with International Women's Day and things like that? Or is it, is it something that you pick out at the start of the season? Like how far in advance is that all planned? Well,
3: actually, the, the, we became like official partnership, actually came in September. So it was actually after the game in August. Um, no it was um, Rose from the club she's the head of operations she suggested it was a beanie at International Women's Day but I think a lot of the clubs just do it because of that a lot of them are in March around that some are in April due to other things going on but I just think the clubs realise that that's just a good time to do it really and, and we're yeah, we're, we're just happy we just request the partner clubs do a dedicated match per season some have been done already like all, um, September October time but a lot just they just put a pinpoint around this day, and it gives us plenty of time to organise it as well throughout the season so we can get things in place, ready to to go in March.
2: Nice, nice, such a good thing to do. We're looking forward to it. Um so on the pitch, uh last time we spoke was right at the start of the season, like I say, hottest one of the hottest days mm. of, the, of the season. I was there. <laughs> Charles, I can't remember, were you there as well?
1: Potentially. Potentially. It okay, it's so, it's uh,
2: so long ago. It so long ago, and
1: I'm so old, I don't remember things they don't <laughs> hold in my memory like they used to.
2: Uh, no, no, uh,
1: anyway, I'm uh... just
3: glad. I'm just glad they didn't us in that stand in the sunshine and we were yes. all behind the goal. Yeah, no, I remember. I was already sitting in that stand. I just thought, oh, thank God. Because we're weren't
2: your tickets for the East Standard And then you just requested to be moved? Because yes. that was ridiculous. We're, yeah, I yeah. think a lot of people did move yeah. from that stand. It, it would have been yeah. a not a very good sight, I don't think, to see all you yeah. in that stand. Um, at the time, we were loving the fact that Paul Hartley was the manager of Hartley Pool. You weren't loving it as much after a couple of months. You yeah. gave us—I I seem to remember—you gave us a decent game, though. Um, so, were, yeah. were there any like early worries after that? you would drawn against Wimbledon um, the week before. You'd had a quite heavy defeat on the opening day of the season, but that—that yeah. that early on in the season, had you kind of seen the warning signs with Paul Hartley's side and what what he'd built over the summer? Yeah, it, it
3: never really picked up. It was like, oh, season starting out right got the few wobbles out of the way obviously that first match right okay draw a line under it move on but we never seemed to manage to move on so I think it did just come to the the crunch where it was like we need to change something and obviously Keith Curl came in quite quick you know um, Paul Hartley went, Curl was in that was it right let's go um, there was a bit of positivity around the place and things picked up per se but even then, you, you realised that we weren't actually going anywhere. We were still hovering around the bottom three and the style of play didn't improve, but we managed to get some good players in in January, to be fair. But again, things were just not picking up. So I think that was inevitable as well, that, that he went.
2: Mm-hmm. The style of play didn't improve when <laughs> Keith Kell was appointed. Oh, I am surprised. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely shocking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because of the fact that, it doesn't improve. You do, you did see some results, like improvement in the results when when, when Keith came yeah. in. Um, from outside, I mean, the big shock for me actually was um, Jeff Stellan getting involved in on, on Twitter, putting his oar in which he very rarely does. I mean, yes, he'll celebrate yeah. the good times, but very rarely do I ever see him essentially calling for a manager's head. Um, regardless yeah. of the fact that you know he he is a, a supporter and not just a, a TV personality, um, but and journalist, I should say. Uh, sorry, Jeff, he's definitely listening. Obviously, <laughs>
0: um, <Yeah>. but,
1: <laughs> but well. I I you know looking at the responses to and the replies to his message, an awful lot of them were saying. Don't blame the management here. Blame what's above it. And, and you know, it's time to look at, um, you know, the board and who and, and how they're running the football side of the club. And I, I wondered whether, you know, you'd got a take on that on the basis of, you know, you you have just said that essentially the performances didn't really pick up. You didn't see a change in the style of play that I presume just from the words you used, you would have expected to be needed Mm -hmm. in order for the results to change. Um, Is it the right decision? Is it, you know, actually a case of just just keep trying again with a different manager? Or or do you think something else needs to potentially happen? And I'm not saying the board has to go, but just a a change of direction, potentially, from the club.
3: Yeah, actually, when John Astley's come in and they've actually just appointed a sort of a, a director of football, which... We'll then act as the middle ground between manager and chairman. I know a lot of people do call for the chairman's head, you know. There's, um, there's certain uh, interviews he gives and promises a lot of things, and then we don't see it happening, so you know, it's understandable. It's, there's a lot of negativity around that, um, but yeah, like you say, to get for, for Jeff to even come out and, and say something, but yeah, it was just. Hoofball constantly, and we had some good players come in, and it was still the same tactics. And you're like, things aren't working here, so something did have to change. And I think that there was, there was a, them grumblings have been coming for a while, to be fair. There was a lot of supporters saying this back in December, but, you know, a lot of lot are going to give him a chance, but like, let's get January out the way, let's see what he does then. And it just didn't change, so I think it was just, yeah. And then bringing in John and stuff, and that seems to have brought a little bit of positivity. There's a few like green shoots of promise there, and um, yeah, the last I didn't go to the game on Saturday. I couldn't for family reasons, but um, yeah, there was, seems to be a bit of um, a bit of an inkling of change, shall we say, in tactics and team setups. So fingers crossed, it will make a difference.
1: Do you therefore see Keith's time in charge is a failure. Is, is that how you look at it? And, and the other question with that, that maybe goes before it actually is, you know, what was your feeling or the fan base's feeling when he was announced as manager in the first place? Was there, okay, we've got a manager in that is kind of known to be able to get clubs out of these types of situations, so therefore happy? Or did you go, well, we know the type of football that Keith Kerr likes to play. This isn't going to be pretty we don't really want that style
3: The was split completely exactly what you've just said both sides there was the the guys who were like oh he, he, he's been old and he took them down and then the ones who were like no he's an experienced manager at least to be able to get the team sort of galvanized and trained properly There was a lot of criticism of Paul Hartley's training methods whereas Keith Curl seemed to come in and change that straight away and like we say we saw little improvements and Right, okay, but there was, I think it was 50 50. You still got a lot of people saying he's not the man to keep us up. And then when he got the, the sort of the permanent sort of contract, yeah, there were still grumblings then. So I think it was, he it was ne- never had everybody on side, but you never had everybody against him hmm. until things after January. It still never sort of took off.
1: Sounds familiar, Danny. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think that's that's what you get
2: when you <clears throat> when you do appoint someone after the first transfer window. A lot of the time, they do say, "Oh, give me, give me time, give me January. I'll sort yeah. it out." Mm-hmm. And that, like, to me, on the outside, I thought Keith was actually a really good person to come in to you at that time because I felt like he needed he needed. Club. I,
3: did. I was willing to give him a chance. I
2: thought, right. Yeah. yeah, I felt like he needed a club to kind of take hold of and and lift again. And I thought it's not necessarily firefighting, but I feel like he needed something after Oldham to to lift his, himself back up again. And I thought that was a good chance to do that at you. And I thought he might dip into his contact book a little bit in January and bring in the right people. But it sounds like it, it didn't quite happen for him that way.
3: Yeah. So, again, is, has that come from the chairman as well? You know, was he promised things or not promised things, have players been interested and then other things have come along and they've gone elsewhere because of a better offer or whatever. E- but obviously we, we never find things out like that. Um yeah, but to be honest, we have got there's a couple of you know Danny Dodds coming in. It's been a brilliant sign and he's been a, a big loss the last couple of matches. But um yeah, it could have been a better January, but keeping older Josh has been Fantastic brigade, he's been missing. So, see what happens.
2: Mm. So, um, to John Askey coming in now, actually pretty well thought of at York and a lot of the places where he's coming from before. You'd seen nothing but positive comments about from his previous clubs, and especially for York, he's taken them from the National League North, mid table in the conference, in the National League, sorry. You, you think, why has he been sacked? It seemed to be such an unfair sacking for him to actually. Take the club up to the next level and and be be twelfth when in that league you can challenge for the playoffs up till about what eighth or ninth place and it seems to be a pretty solid appointment for you at the moment.
3: Yeah, absolutely. the The York fans were absolutely livid when he got sacked. I remember it. Obviously, it was um, with it being in the East, We heard quite a bit about it. They they couldn't understand the the mentality of the club getting rid of him at all. Um, I still don't know if they ever found out why, to be honest, um, but yeah, it seems to have come in with a, a good sort of record, positivity, likes to play football on the ground, which was being missing slightly, um, but yeah, so fingers crossed he can sort of come in and and turn things around, which, as I say, on Saturday, we seem to to see some sort of signs of that. So fingers crossed it continues. And that with the, re- there's been some returning players as well. So that's really helped, helped improve things as well.
2: You're talking about John sort of playing the ball on the floor, changing the style a little bit. Is that a little bit of a concern seeing as though the, the club, the team have been playing in a certain style for the most of the season? You're in a relegation battle. Is it a bit of a concern that you're trying to change things at the last minute to try and save yourself? Is that going to be something that takes some time to bed in, do you think?
3: I think what's come out with the last, like the game on Saturday, etc. The um, there's players who've been playing good but not excellent seem to have slobbered in well. Like one of our midfielders, Silla, Mo, uh, has been excellent, but sometimes has been partnered with the wrong type of midfield. If you know what I mean, the setup, the formation. Where Saturday it seemed to work, and he was like overwhelming man of the match, playing just sitting back, he's the defensive midfielder, where other times he's been playing with maybe two or three defensive midfielders and it just hasn't worked. So, you know, John's come in and maybe he's seen, right, he's getting the formation right, he's getting the the tactics right for the players we've got, where maybe it wasn't in the past and, you know, hitting the ball up front continuously to a lone striker or, you know... just doesn't work. You're trying to play wing-backs, what's the point? You're just going <laughs> to kick it over the top.
1: And... I was going to say, your midfielders <laughs> are probably seeing the ball now, whereas before they were just looking above them yeah, as, exactly. the, as it yeah. sailed yeah. past. Quick yeah. necks
3: at the end of each match. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: did get worried. I don't know about you, Danny, but, but hearing Jill say uh, Mo Silla, I almost thought that was Mo Salah, and I got very, very worried. Uh, for a split second.
2: <laughs> 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 Jeff Stelling's just pulled one, pulled a fast one, somehow. <laughs>
1: Somehow, <laughs> get him in, get him in,
0: get him in. Oh there.
1: dear, I, I, I am interested in, in how you know you, you've the change of style of play going from almost one extreme to the other. It's good to hear that the players are, are settling in, um, with that and, and doing okay in regards to it. Um, but results wise. Yes, you're getting a few more. You are picking up points, you know, draws mostly um, here and there. At what point, I wonder, for or from your perspective, do you really, you know, performances or, you know, the style of play just doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is really results and getting three points and obviously avoiding the dreaded relegation that, that is looming, essentially. Um Yes, it's nice that you might be now watching better football, but if that doesn't result in you know, what the aim is, which is staying in the Football League, ultimately it won't matter, I I, I would imagine.
3: Oh, absolutely. Um, staying in matches, you know, up until last weekend, we just didn't seem to start playing until we were 2-0 down. Very frustratingly. Um, whereas it seemed to be from the off at the weekend it was everyone was fighting for every ball. Um, you know, players were actually up for the fight. There seemed to be that that's the what I've heard off the fans that were there at the weekend that they fought for everything. And, you know, the penalty that Tranmere got was apparently outside the box. So we just haven't had the luck of the green there. Not not back, not as much as you on Saturday. Um, but you know, there's um in this league, you know what the officials are like, so you've got to sometimes have to battle against that as well. Um But, yeah, there seem to be a lot more focused, a bit more grit and determination. So, fingers crossed, that's being drilled into them. And like you say, if we if we have to have scrappy one nil wins, then so be it. Mm. We just need to win.
1: As much as I sort of was almost disparaging about the fact that you're only picking up one point at a time, and a way one-all draw with Tranmere is is a cracking result, really, Mm. when you look, not just because, you know, that they have been doing okay. I mean, they're not doing particularly well, but they go in fits and spurts, don't they? Um, Get a long streak of wins followed by a long streak of losses or, or draws. But to be able to go away to such a big stadium as well, when you've really got to dig in at the level that you're at at the moment, is you know testament to the fact that there's there's a bit of a change, but you've got really tough games coming up. I'm not just in case anybody's mm-hmm. thinking I'm going, I'm about to mention Saturday. I'm not including us in that <laughs> just just to avoid the jinx more than anything. Um But Bradford away, Leighton Orient at home, Swindon at home. They're all you know. That's that's three really really difficult games in a row. How worried are you about going downwards?
3: I think if you'd asked us a couple of weeks ago, it would have been like, yeah, this is just going to break our season, basically. But with things turning around slightly, it may be the fact that if we are starting to play a little bit more on the ground, playing against teams that do that anyway might be better for us. You know, we're not playing teams that are grind, you know, there to, to battle in a certain way if they're playing football properly. Properly. It's debatable the opinion on that. um, You know what I mean? Like, the, the better quality teams may be better for us at this point. Like you say, we went there on Saturday to Tranmere, played, you know, sort of a bit more on the front foot and scored first, which we haven't done for a while. Um, Yeah, and we're just unlucky with the decision. Um, could we have gone on? And, you know, apparently we we missed a couple of really really excellent chances and should have put them away. Um, but that's football for you. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of them ones where I'm I'm quietly optimistic, but give it four weeks time, I might have just completely changed. my mind. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's the Crawley games and then isn't it? the 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 worry um, mm. behind you. being I've well, only got, two, only got now. two now after Tuesday night after getting They're shellacked at certain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it's and it. For, for me you seem to have a lot more i haven't seen you yet but obviously it sounds like from the last couple of games you've got a lot more fight than they had at Sixfields. and we could have been three or four up right by half time. they didn't look massively interested or up for a relegation fight it seems like you've john ask is instilled yeah. that in you already which i think will give you a little bit of a step up on them um obviously they've got the games in hand but you've still got to go and win them games in hand and you've got to play them in your penultimate home game as well which is going to be absolutely mental that game from um, like three games from the end of the season um, so it's going to go to the wire I think but it, do, it does it does look like two from three now doesn't it after Harrogate won
3: yes Harrogate doing Harrogate things <laughs> um, bloody Doncaster uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> saying that we won there as well so you know Um yeah, it cycles Rochdale, Crawley, but then Rochdale went and won the match surprisingly. So they looked down and out, uh, the mentality there, you know. But they've managed to, to to grind a win out. So we need to start doing the same.
2: Yeah, if I had to ask you now, are you going to do it? Are you going to stay up? Oh,
3: I don't know. I keep getting asked <laughs> this. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to jinx it. Talking about jinxes. Oh, there's too many times I've said one thing and then the other things. So I'm I'm. I don't, I don't know. I don't
2: blame you.
1: <laughs> no, it's hard to, hope, say, it? to
2: say, isn't it? I don't Just of, win, please. Just win, yeah. You <laughs> can start after <laughs> Saturday, it's fine. Crawley won't do anything on Saturday. Um, come on to a couple of your plays. Josh Amara's been um, probably one of the players of the season, top scorer with 13. He's missed, I think the last couple of games, is he fit for the weekend?
3: Hopefully. That's all I can say on that. Hopefully. Um I haven't actually seen any of the reports this week to say if he's been training or not, to be fair. Um yeah, he's managed to score off, like all them goals in the system we were playing, which is an absolute miracle. Um so yeah, if he's actually getting support up front, obviously we got um Connor Jennings from Stockport. He seems to be a you know, he's a good player. So if he can start get sort of building some sort of um partnership with him. And then we've got Danny Kemp coming along and banging the goals in from here, there and everywhere. Um, yeah, hopefully Josh can actually do even better.
2: Have you seen anything of Leon Clark yet? Because he was signed by Curl as a last-ditch last effort, wasn't he, I think? <laughs>
3: yeah, he's, he's come on a couple of times, so not not, not a lot, to be fair. He tends to, he's been coming on off the bench, but um, not loads.
1: You mentioned him before, Jill, but um, I'm really interested in hearing a bit about Daniel Kemp. We were told on Twitter earlier today that he's the one we've got to stop because he's got real League One and possibly even championship potential in him. So he's not really a player that I've heard much about. So if you can just sort of let us know, who is he? What does he do? Why is he so good?
3: No, he's, re- he's awful and um, I think M.K. <laughs> Don should just sell us yeah. at the end of the season and that's just the end of it, really. He's he's, he's all right. He'll do all right in League 2. Um, no, he's been excellent, to be fair. He's been an absolute shining star since he came in. Um, yeah, done really well. Right mentality. Um, going forward with the ball at his feet and obviously the, the goals he's scored... Of he's just been he's been up there in the box or you know, the free kicks and the penalties and everything else and yeah, just yeah, you can see why people are saying League One and if he keeps improvement then championship potential, definitely.
2: Seems like the type of play that John Askey would be like all over as well. Seems like is is fits in quite well with how he plays as well.
3: Absolutely yeah. brilliant attack of midfielder.
2: Yeah. Uh, Cobblers fans making the trip north on saturday uh, where should they be eating drinking hanging out before the game
3: where should they go um oh, there's um the marina, oh, the nice. marina has a nice. lot of eateries down there nice. um but to be, to be honest there's quite a lot of like we have quite a lot of local villages around the outskirts of hartlepool that have lots of um really nice pubs that have food and things um yeah so anywhere like that i'd really recommend if they can make it through the snow that yeah, should be uh the, some some nice places there
2: nice. love a good marina get on down there um,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, let's come on to predictions then for the weekend uh tricky one i think we were talking on the main pod charles about mm. no no game i mean they're gonna sound like john brady here but no game being easy it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a tough, tough assignment game. tough, tough game. game um but i think it's right now from now on we should just take everything at like put everything to the side, we put league form aside. We've been down there ourselves and we know how much we can pull out a result from nowhere at that point if we're in the right mindset against the team that's a little bit off it. So anything can happen. If we come away from three points, I'll be I'll be happy however, however it happens. But um where are you going with this one, Charles? Prediction. Predict it.
1: Yeah. Uh I,
2: Take I don't eight it. again. no
1: well no I'm not gonna go like that at all actually, to be honest with you. Um <laughs> this is the thing right is that you've got teams now business end of the season they're either scrapping for survival or they're trying to get you know up into you know a possibility of getting promoted and yeah no game is an easy game um it's just the way it is um I'm worried about this one based on the fact that, you know, our situation with the injuries and, and with the, uh, you know, the, the three-game ban for for McGowan, the predicament that that leaves us in. I'm really not sure that Ryan Haynes is fit. Um, certainly not fit enough to play a full 90 minutes. I, I can't see that being the case. I mean, he came on, didn't he, you know, towards the end on on Saturday as a bit of a forced, you know, forced into it change, wasn't it? Um, mm. the, you know, thankfully the ball kind of, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but thankfully the ball kind of stayed away from him and he he didn't really need to do an awful lot. And I only say that in, on the basis of if he wasn't really fit to come on, then I, I'm, I'm glad he wasn't tested.
2: Just yes, um, Chuck Rolls was still rolling around somewhere. Yeah, well, he didn't yeah, have any, exactly. anyone to go up yeah. against, did he? <laughs>
1: So, so it was just the case of sort of looking at it and going, right? How are we going to line up? That it's a mystery, uh, you no. know. Really, I, I've got no real idea. What do you do? I, I, I don't think top can play on the left, so therefore he would start on the right. Koyuki yeah, we don't. Wanna, out.
2: We, we don't really want to lose Top on the right either, do we?
1: On Absolutely not. No, but. You know who do you bring over to the left? Because I mean, Hoskins. You could well
2: <laughs> <laughs> keep
1: Kild well, special. Is, Kevin Van Been back in. <laughs> it almost is.
3: Yeah. Left, the left back, where the right back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs> but I, I just kind of think that you've got the most obvious thing that would happen is is Hoskins playing at left wing back. Of playing at left back. It really is the most obvious I mean, thing
2: it, I can get to. There's there's Dice, I guess, you could Well
1: there is, but uh, who do you put on the left? You know, because Shelling well, yeah. could go on the right.
2: No, I mean put um put Dice left back, I mean. Put Dice
1: left back, really? I mean, I could do is that. he left-footed? I think he is, isn't he. Is he? Is he not? I'm oh, Am I made that up. Maybe I've never seen have.
2: him kick it. I've just seen him head <laughs> it before. I mean, <laughs> he can, just stick someone there, just anyone. Well, anyone, yeah. Pinnock? There is that. No, to... no, we have seen that. <laughs> no, that is a big no. What's, no. what's Duncan spending up to these days?
1: And <laughs> yeah, back there. Fred Murray, come <laughs> on down. Um, no, I, right. Okay. A prediction. Let's get, get into that for you. Um, on Saturday, when I was at yep. the football in the hospitality, I went Ooh. for an 8-0 win, um, which I'm not going for today, Jill. Um but goal scorer wise, I went with an obscure person and went with their ass to score. Now the ass didn't actually, you know, get involved. But Jack Sowerby scored a screamer, so um, I am going to go for a one nil win for nip. the Cobblers, and it will come from the most unlikely of sources.
2: Is that I I get it, you the most?
1: It will be unlikely. John Brady. John Bray, yeah. <laughs> uh, it will come from, who will score it? Who's, who, who's, who's, Josh Harrop it, off the uh, bench. He's not, he's out not, not fit. Yeah. He'll come off on out one of leg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I I think it'll be 1-0. It'll be scrappy. I think, yeah, Colchester, part two. That's what Just it'll be. Two. It'll be one of those types of games. Let's hope we'll so. Get a goal and it'll be enough. Let's hope so. That's
3: what I see
2: happening. That's, thank you, Mystic Charles. Let's hope so. Um, Jill, are you going for first win for John Askey in this one? Yeah,
3: just win, please. Yeah,
2: just anything. I
3: don't oh, care what it's called. Oh, I kinda of
2: want you to win now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Does that sound really desperate there? Just yeah, win. yeah, just
2: anything. <laughs> anything. Um,
3: Absolutely.
2: Can we can we draw you on an actual on a score prediction?
3: Um, I think I said previously two one. Two one win. So close. Okay.
2: Yeah. 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 I think it's going to be close, and we're not. No. I think no, no team's going to run away with it. Um, I am worried because it's one of them typical go to a relegation scrappy club that you just you just have no clue what's going to happen. I'm a bit worried that John Ask is not won yet. There, he's got a couple of draws, but he seems to have changed the way you've played a little bit. Um, worried about our injuries, but. I think we can come away with just, I think we're going to, I'm going to go 2 one cobblers and I go for Josh Eppier to score the brace. So that Brian Wills is happy on <laughs> our Patriot. Um, so there we go. Yeah. Two, one cobblers, but it is, I think we can all agree it's going to be tight. It's going to be close. It's going to be, a- difficult afternoon for us hopefully we get the game on yeah. hopefully it doesn't snow all over the place because i think that makes matters worse and as nice as hartley Pool and, and the marina is we don't want to be going on on a tuesday night so <laughs> that'll make it a lot worse for us a lot more difficult but uh, there we go jill thank you so much for coming on tonight and sharing your thoughts on all things hartley paul where can we find you on social media
3: um yep we are on twitter we're on facebook and we're on instagram um yeah and all of that is on our um we've got a link through the football club we've got an article on there that links all our addresses because i can't remember off the top of my head i've done so much
0: this week (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah
2: Nice one. And all the best for, um, for Saturday. I really hope right. it goes well. Yeah, I hope it goes well on Saturday. I hope it's a really Thank good day. Um, Everything um, but the yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: Let's hope so. All um, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and all the best for... Uh, and
3: I, I promise you, we, won't have a tour. we won't have the girls going on the pitch during the no, game. not that laugh of honour during
2: the game. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, good stuff. I'm hoping we bring some red cards as a protest against go to the and maybe that's something to do with the future. Um, but oh, we'll see. That's a good um,
1: idea.
2: Yeah, we need we need to do something eventually. But let's um, organise
1: it. Let's organise, yeah. it. Let's we'll organise it.
2: it. Bring some red cards. Uh, thank you, Charles. Thank you, Danny. Pleasure as always. We'll be back next week on Tuesday with our thoughts on that one. Then we'll be back next week on the preview show with um, a crew fan, Charles. Cool. Yes.
1: Cool. Yes. Looking forward to that one. We've got
2: Mansfield on Tuesday night, but we don't anymore. A Cragen. And- Oh, they're on all the, again, time, on all the bloody time, like time like like it. It. if you want more of them just go back and listen to one of their previous articles or uh, articles podcasts and uh, you'll get the idea on that but yeah we'll be back on Tuesday to digest all of this thank you for listening we'll see you then